0: Well, the resurrection of Christ is certainly a focal point for all of history. One of the most significant events that history has seen thus far to date. It's been said that uh, the finished work of Christ took place on the cross in which He became the sacrifice for our sins. But it has been said that God validated the work of Christ by the resurrection. And it was God's power resurrecting the lifeless body of Christ that, uh, gave, that gives strength and power and uh, to His Word and evidence that He truly was the Son of God. All four gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, uh, tell of the story of the resurrection. If you remember that each one of these uh, writers writes to a different group of people, so they all have a little different variation uh, that uh, tells the story to those who they were trying to reach. Matthew is, the gospel who is a Gospel writer who presents Jesus as the King. Uh, his uh, book and writing begins with Jesus as King, it ends with Jesus as King. And so I wanna to look to the passage from Matthew's Gospel uh, for our resurrection uh, message today. Uh, As I've studied all four of these accounts of the the resurrection, I find there's some great commonalities. First of all, it was the women who went to the tomb on the first day of the week, uh, desiring to finish the embalming process of of Jesus. I find it interesting and unique that the men or the disciples were hiding behind locked doors, confused and afraid and uncertain and nervous, and all the negative things we could add to it. But it was the brave women who showed up at the tomb just at sunrise on the first day of the morning, Waiting to finish the anointing the, the embalming process of, of jesus' body, but also a commonality is the discussion of the women of how they're going to roll the stone away that covered the entrance of the tomb the the large stone that that uh, kept uh, everything out and and kept everything in. And uh, then the commonality that when they did arrive at the tomb, the stone had been rolled away. And there was an angelic messenger there uh, to, to give them a specific message. You remember that one of the gospel accounts reports the angel saying to the women, why are you looking for the living among the, the dead? Uh, and, uh, and then the commonality that uh, he is not here, he is risen just like he said. I find it interesting that, that, that all four accounts of the angelic beings uh, carried one central message, And that central message was simply this, go and tell. Matthew says uh, that the angels instructed the, an- the women to go and tell the disciples that Jesus was alive. Mark adds a caveat of saying, go tell the disciples and Peter that Jesus was alive. Luke and John both continue that, uh, that theme, in fact uh, saying that uh, Jesus uh, would meet them in, in uh, Galilee if they would just go, that, go to that place and wait for Him. But the message of the resurrection morning was that the ladies were to go and tell. I remind you that 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 is still our mission and our task today. We are to be effective witnesses for God. Our task is to go and tell those around us what Christ has done in our life. I note the angel did not tell the ladies that they were to convince those who they told that Jesus was alive, that Jesus was the Messiah, that Jesus was resurrected, but simply go and tell. We sometimes get lost in that process ourselves of thinking that it's up to us to produce a result. It's up to us to convince those around us of the validity of Christ, but really the simple message of Resurrection Sunday is go and tell. And I encourage you, as we are able to soon get out from our houses and assume a normal life routine, that we are faithful to tell the message of what Christ has done for us. Statistics tell us that most people that are one to Christ uh, one, because of the influence of a close friend, of a neighbor, of a relative, someone who is simply going and telling what Christ has done for them, far more than a pastor or a church service. Uh, we have a great responsibility to go and tell. And then I'm, I'm interested in who the angel told these women to go and tell. Go and tell the disciples. Go and tell Peter. Go and tell these these men that are locked behind closed doors. And I find it unique that Jesus did just that. Jesus then fulfilled the words of the angels to go and tell, and he began to go and appear to various men in Scripture, various groups of people in Scripture, to to present himself to them as the resurrected Lord. I'm also amazed at who Jesus did not go to and tell. I think it would have been interesting for Jesus to show up at the uh, uh, Roman garrison, with the Roman garrison, and, and talk to them. You remember they had. After Jesus was arrested, they had blindfolded Jesus and and hit him about the face with their fists and with with sticks and clubs and mocked him by saying, prophesy and tell us who it was that hit you. I think it would have been interesting for Jesus to have showed up in the barracks that day and begin to tell them who hit them. But Jesus didn't do that. I think it's interesting that Jesus didn't go to the government halls and to go into the court of uh, of Pilate. And to remind Pilate how important it is to listen to his wife and value what she said, I think it's interesting that Jesus did not go to the high priest of the Jewish world, Caiaphas, and and appear to him to validate that he really was real and who he said he was. I think it's interesting that Jesus did not go to the synagogue that morning and and to uh, appear at the next church service to uh, establish the claim that he was the Son of God. I think the message of the resurrection is who Jesus did go and appear him, appear to. He first of all went to the disciples. He first of all went to the group of people that were confused, they were scared, they were, they were hurting, they were uncertain about the future, they might have been angry because they had invested three years in the life of this man that was killed. They, they certainly didn't understand. I think it's interesting to note that first of all, Jesus went to the disciples and He did not go to them with scorning in His, uh, in his mind. He did not chastise them for not believing. He did not say to them, I told you again and again and again, you just didn't get it. He went in a very loving, kind way to present Himself as the resurrected Messiah who was their Savior and their future. I find a lot of people today in the church world to be overcome with fear. We are a fearful group, and even in the church world and in the midst of a coronavirus, we've become uh, very uncertain for tomorrow. We're, we're, We're somewhat scared. We're somewhat nervous. We're somewhat filled with anxiety. I think the message of Christ today is to all of us to relax, take a deep breath, remember who He is and who we are in Him and that we can be faithful to embrace the promises of God in our life that are true and live a Christian life because of the resurrected Christ. I think Jesus does not seek to scold any of us today or to uh, or to talk about how we should not give ourselves over to fear, but... Jesus doesn't do that. He lovingly says, I'm here. You can see me. I am alive. I'm here for you. And for the disciples, that meant absolutely everything for their future. We know that they would go on from here in about 40 days to be in Jerusalem again when the day of Pentecost came and the Holy Spirit fell upon them and and changed them and the world forever. But their road to Pentecost began on this day when Jesus decided to appear to them. Anybody that's hurt Anybody that I'm speaking to that's afraid, anybody that I'm talking to this morning that is uncertain for tomorrow, be encouraged today and have great faith in God uh, who has uh, brought the resurrected Jesus into our midst to help all of us. I think it's interesting that Jesus made a specific uh, a point to go and see Peter. Uh, Mark's gospel says that. The angels tells these ladies to go tell the disciples and Peter that Jesus is alive. If there was ever a picture in Scripture of failure, it is in this man, Peter. If there's a picture in in the Bible of someone who spiritually uh, just simply turned their back and failed miserably, it is Peter. You remember the story. Just before Jesus was arrested, he told Peter about what was going to happen and that Peter would struggle to even identify himself with the Christ. And Peter assured Jesus that was not true. In fact, Jesus said that it was, and Peter vowed to go to prison for Jesus or even die for Jesus, but within a matter of a few hours. Peter had denied three times that he knew Jesus, giving witness to a uh, a peasant girl, uh, giving witness to those most powerless in society, uh, proclaiming adamantly he had nothing to do with Jesus. And the Bible says Peter was so shook that he went out and wept bitterly for what he had done because he knew not only had he failed himself, but he had failed Jesus. How special it is that on the day of go and tell, Jesus went to talk to Peter and to present himself to Peter and to restore Peter back to a state of of a spiritual quality that Peter should have always had. I think it's interesting to note that Jesus does not scold Peter for what he did. He does not chastise him. He does not talk down to him. He uh, He does not talk to him in a very negative way, but with loving kindness, the heavenly message was, go and tell Peter Jesus is alive and your future then is still set in him. And if I'm speaking to someone today that is discouraged by their actions, somebody that feels defeated, somebody that feels like you have failed Christ, the reality of it is, folks, all of us have failed Jesus at one time or another. But the good news of the resurrection is to stand tall. We can be something in him because a resurrected Christ took the time out to specifically go to Peter and talk to him and restore him back into the faith. And I think it's interesting to note that in about 40 days or so, Peter would step out of the house at the upper room where they had been staying when the Holy Spirit fell and preached the most powerful message for Christ that had been presented. In fact, 3,000 people wanted to join that day after Peter went and told what Christ had done for him and for all of us. If you're discouraged today, if you've been defeated, if you feel like you failed Christ, be encouraged because the resurrected Christ took time out to come, specifically this man to go and tell Peter that Jesus is here. Jesus is alive. And with loving kindness, Jesus restored Peter back to the place that he should have been all along. And then we know eight days later in Scripture, if you read from the other accounts, that one of the other disciples had a hard time believing that Jesus was alive. In fact, it was Philip that said he would not believe until he actually put his hand in the wounds in Jesus' feet and, and palms and saw Uh, the resurrected Christ himself. Jesus had been appearing to this group. They had seen him several times. They told Thomas again and again and again. Eight days later, though it was, when Jesus appeared in the room behind locked doors when they were all there, Philip included. And how tender it is that we see Jesus go to Philip and present his hands and, and present his side to him and encourage Philip to put his hand in Jesus' palm to feel the wound of the nails and to explore and examine the wound in Jesus' side where they speared him uh, at the point of uh, taking him off the cross. I think it's so kind of how Jesus went to a doubter like Thomas and offered words of encouragement, hope, and inspiration, and restoration to Him. I find a lot of doubt in the world today. I find a lot of doubt in the church today. I find that many of us sometimes have struggled really accepting those things that we accept by faith. But the resurrection news for you and I today is, even for those who are riddled with doubt, Jesus is there to help us. He's there to restore us. He's there to give us His strength, His power, His presence, and we can have life eternal and life everlasting and a victorious life today, even in the midst of our doubts, because Jesus cared enough to come and to restore Philip and to meet Philip's needs right at the point where Philip was at. The message of the resurrection is go and tell. That's what the ladies did. That's what the angels told them to do. That's what Christ did. And that is still our task today. I want to encourage you because of an empty tomb that you become a powerful witness for Him for what Christ has done in your life. He loves you he cares for you he died for you god raised him from the dead for you so that you might have life and have it more abundantly we have great hope today because the tomb is still empty i remind you that we serve a risen savior who is in the world today and we know that he's living no matter what men may say and all the world around us we see his loving care and we know that he is with us every step of the way may you have a blessed easter sunday this day And may you not forget the significance of knowing what Christ has done for you and telling those around you. He cares for the discouraged and fearful. He cares for those who have failed him. He cares for those who still have doubts. And we have great hope and a hope of a home in heaven because a resurrected Christ went and told and fulfilled uh, His assignment on this earth before He was taken up to heaven. I remind you that Jesus was taken up into heaven and the Bible says He sits at the right hand of God, making intercession for you and I today. So how humbling it is to know not only that Christ died for us, but He is also praying for us in our frustrations, in our fears, in our failures, in our doubts. We have an advocate with the Father, and it is the resurrected Son of God. Praise be to God for the resurrection. And may your fresh awareness of this fact of history uh, encourage you today. And may we forever be different because the tomb is still empty. Christ rose from the dead. He rose for us. Praise His name forever. And let me pray for us uh, our father we are so thankful today that we can look at this uh, scene that we've seen so many times bef- before and find fresh hope in the fact that the tomb is empty uh, we appreciate your validation we praise you for your validation of the work of christ and to know that we have hope of victory over sin of power over the enemy and of eventually a home in heaven and we look forward to the day when we will praise you forever for your faithfulness to us into this world we rejoice to you today with you today the tomb is still empty he has risen he has risen indeed and to that we say amen and amen